I thought it was a blip. Yeah, when episode three wasn't as good as one and two, thought episode four would be just as good. And Deadlock Pro Wrestling, DPW, is. That fourth episode is great. It's all leading up to, you already know, which has already been. On the 8th, I didn't know that until the end of this fourth episode. I've only just seen it, so I'll have to go and see if I can see it on DPW On Demand. Which is something that might be worth having a look at. Because the card seems fairly stacked. And actually, quite a lot of what's happening in these programmes is leading up to that. I.e. the tournament for the heavyweight championship. There's a couple of those matches tonight, along with... A couple of other matches, all of which are rather good for or for separate and excellent reasons. First of all, Andrew Everett versus Calvin Tankman. I expect Andrew Everett, even though he bills himself as seven foot four, to get smacked up a lot in this. And he does, including in the early going, Tankman taking him out of the ring and asking a member of the crowd just to chop him. Which he does. <laughs> and he gets him back in and throws a huge throw. Throws a huge throw. Yes, that's what he does. He throws him into the buckle with authority. Everett obviously flops out of the buckle. He asks the ref to count him to ten. Then he smiles all over his face and does it again. It's great. Everett then gives him the middle fingers a bad thing to do because Tankman just throws him with a beal which is about it seems about 10 foot in the air it's extraordinary but Everett is never out and he comes back with a spinning kick from the top and crowds then scatter get out of the way get out of the way slingshot moonsault from the top from Everett really hits beautifully then back in the ring shooting star press from the second he misses takes a couple of steps because Tankman's rolled away and then hits the standing shooting star press for a two count. Tankman's back, spinning backbreaker, lariat only for a two. Everett comes off the top, back elbow from Tankman, we hear the sick slap of it. This is awesome chance, quite right I'd say. And then Everett's back again, a counter into a DDT, then a really athletic, fully extended Pele kick, for another two count, and then a shooting star press for the win. Everett wins. He came back from a severe beating, and that is what Tankman tells us when he shakes his hand and holds his hand up to say, I beat the shit out of him. And look at that. Great. Brilliant match to start with. And then we segue into a battle royal right in the middle of the episode. Kid Bandit's in first with Columbus Kingston. Kingston's out to, re- to reggae, but I mean, it's not, he's not kicking back at all. He attacks Kid Bandit early on with a hugely pa- violent package pile driver. Extraordinary. Tenshi X is in next, lean, fast. He goes for Kingston early on first, and they have to try twice for a DDD counter, but the crowd let him, that's very nice. Bandit hits a sliced bread on the apron. Kingston's gone. Bandit touches down with one foot. But that's all right. It needs to be two feet, doesn't it? Donny Ray's then in. 
does a few shenanigans around the ring and all of that. Aaron Cox is in next and he spears everybody. There's a big Cox chant, apparently, according to the commentary team. I like that. Very nice. Then Skylar Max in. Canadian hockey um, angle here. That's his shtick. He's got the, uh, the, the hockey jersey on and a big... Um, a, a, a big stick with the Canadian flag attached to it. Hockey stick, that will be. He's from the penalty box, apparently. That stick's going to come into play, isn't it? Spoiler alert. It doesn't. They don't need it. Kid. Bandit then hits a horrible, well, brutal. Not horrible, it's well done, but brutal. Over the knee to the head. It's fantastic. Lucky Ali's then in chokes. Chokes Donny Ray and a corkscrew slingshot to Aaron Cox, which is beautiful. Donny Ray then hits a Michinoku driver, which is very nice. Luther sadly is then in. I'm not a fan. Kid Bandit puts Lucky Ali out with a cutter. It's got such torque on it, he's out. And in the end, we've got Bandit versus Luther. Two kicks from Luther, then a whip and a kick to the back of the head. That's really nice from Luther. And Luther wins. Sadly, he wins. Towards the end as well, Donny Ray and Lucky Ali were fighting at ringside. And that kind of pulled focus what was happening in the ring. I know they want to bring things along, but I didn't know where to look, to be honest. Then Luther bigs up Kid, Kid Bandit. He's given the mic, gives us a heartfelt chat. Thank you so much for coming out. There's a kid at ringside. He brings him up onto the apron, holds his arm up. That's nice. He's there with his dad or his carer or his partner or an adult, or, you know, with him. And that's really nice. And Kid Bandit gets all of the kudos coming back. Luther doesn't get it. And that's quite right because he put in a really big shift there. Then we get a match, which is a women's match with a KCT and Rachel Rose, who demands you bend the knee. She fought off and won against a real badass last time. Match doesn't really take place because KZT's coming out. Rachel Rose smacks her from behind, puts her down with a headshot and then gives us an extended promo, which is really good. It's the standard arrogant heel promo, but I really like it. Lasts for a long time. She sustains it and concentrates on the kid that we saw earlier on, who's there with his appropriate adult. The kid squares up to her kind of thing, you know, and it's, it's, it's funny and everyone's laughing. And then she, she kind of stops and, and gives the mic back to the ref, who's attending to KZT, who's flat out. And then the kid says something and she says to the kid, where's your mother? Where's your mother? Get your mother to quit your mother. Now, that probably, I mean, that's, that, that's a standard line, but the kid doesn't react well to that and starts to cry, leading to someone from the audience to cry, to shout, you made him cry. Which, you know, is a sad situation, but actually is really good for her as a heel. You know, I always remember Big Bully Busick coming down in the WWF, and as he came down, just popping a kid's balloon with his cigar and the kid bursting into tears. You know, it's a good heel thing to do. And, you know, she didn't mean to make him cry, I'm sure, but it really burnishes her heel credentials. I like Rachel Rose, R-A-Y-C-H-E-L-L. Oh, yes! A different spelling. And if you'd like to bend the knee, and I believe you might want to, when seeing her work, she'd be delighted to have you do it. 
Now, second match for the uh, semi-final, really, for the uh, tournament. And it's Kevin Koo, Koo Koo Koo, who I liked in the last one, last match he had with uh, DPW, but I hadn't liked him before, versus Bojack, who's huge. It's Cal- Calvin Tankman, very similar in size to Calvin, and very similar in um, ability around the ring and getting around the ring. Probably Calvin's a little bit more... Um, live in that way, but they're both big dudes. You'd expect Kevin Koo to really be taken to the woodshed here, and it doesn't happen like that. Bojack has quite a lot of work here. Koo tries a kick, Bojack grabs his leg, spine buster, and then straight into a Boston Crab. It's really good, actually. When Koo has him down later, he goes for a surfboard, looks to, 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 to get the legs, you know, crossed, and thinks, they're too big and just decides to stomp on his back, which is very good, yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd do that, mate, if I were you. Bojack's got some real moves, massive falcon arrow, but from that, Koo gets a leg lock, and then adds the face kick to it, and then he gets the ankle, bends it back, he's really, he's really, really bending on his back. But Bojack gets a great power bomb, and then picks him up, muscles him up for a sit-out power bomb for the pin. And that's, that's a great, great match. Short, but great. And although Andrew Everett came out afterwards and they, I mean, they weren't going to get in, into any kind of altercation, he had his glasses on. There's no way he never took them off. So that's usually the precursor to Punch's Throne. They shook hands. And it was great that Everett was walking towards the camera. And then just as he passed the camera, they went back to Bojack, who was on the turnbuckle, receiving the plaudits. That was a great way to end it. And you know what? You already know. May well be already great. Ta-ta.